palms to heaven, friend. Easy now. All right. Turn around. Nice and slow. I've been shot. Only two kinds of men get shot. Criminals and victims. Well, which one are you? I don't know. You got a name, friend? I don't know that either. Well, just what do you know? English. And welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. I'm Jason. Yeah, I'm Red. And this week we have a special guest, a special guest again with uh, Rob joining us once more. He liked it so much the last time he wanted to do it one more time. Say hi to everybody, Rob. What can I say? I'm a sucker for punishment. <laughs> yeah, you you are that indeed. See, I thought he was going to say, "Help me, let me go." <laughs> Uh, this week, we are going to discuss John Favreau's sci-fi western mashup pitting cowboys and Indians against alien invaders hunting for gold, starring a very stacked cast, including Daniel Craig, Harrison Ford, Olivia Wilde, and Sam Rockwell. It's Cowboys and Aliens. But first, uh, let's do some sci-fi news as our special guest this week. Rob, what do you got? Absolutely nothing. All right. So you're you're picking up where Red usually leaves off. Red, uh, do you have anything this week? Gotta be consistent. I do. What I do. Got? There's a brand new movie coming out. Ooh, sounds it's gonna fun. be really exciting. Yeah. It's got lots of special effects. It's done by a world famous director, and it's got a huge cast with a massive budget. That sounds intriguing. Please tell us more. That's all I can tell you. No, don't keep us in suspense. No, no, no. That's all I can tell you because I really have nothing to say whatsoever. I just made that up. But you know it's going to happen in the future. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it might happen in 2019 as the uh, Episode Nine Star Wars movie. It might. It might. <laughs> well, fortunately for you two, I do have a few new news items this week. Uh, first, I wanted to briefly touch upon a Netflix series that me and the missus are about halfway through. And it's one that I was not actually going to watch. Um, first of all, just for the principle of it, because it is splashed large on Netflix's like homepage. And if you leave that page alone for more than two seconds, of course it starts blaring their stupid fucking trailers. I really, really wish... Mine they would allow do you. That. I don't know why, but yeah, if you so I'm 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 watching it on an Apple Apple TV, and yeah, if if you leave a, a title up for more than two seconds, it starts showing a trailer for it. Well, and mine shows the trailer, but the sound is muted. Oh no, the the sound's up on mine. So I really wish they'd just turn off the whole trailer, allow you to turn off the whole trailer thing, because I really and don't. While they're doing that, get rid of commercials on YouTube. Ah, well, so the commercials I kind of can see because they're trying to monetize their platform. And you can actually turn off commercials on YouTube if you go with YouTube Red, which is their subscription service. But I'm paying for Netflix, and I really don't want them to blare trailers at me whenever I'm trying to look for a title that I'm, I'm wanting to watch. But anyways, Very understandable. Uh, that tangent aside... Um, I did actually view a trailer and then dismissed it, and then I read a, a, a slight blurb on this on this title. It's called Maniac, and it has um, has Emma Stone. Yeah, and, I saw that. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's it's actually good. really really good. Um, it's it's a sci fi title, so I I did put it on the big great big list of uh, sci fi titles. So it's on the list for us to possibly watch. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. Have you have you seen it at all, Rob? 
I read a little bit about it one time, but uh, I don't subscribe to Netflix. So I just kind of waved my Communist. hand over it and said, <laughs> great. One of those things that maybe I'll never watch. So I'm, I'm just interested. Not that I'm, uh, you know, Netflix shaming you or anything, but why, why do Netflix you not? <laughs> why do you not subscribe shamed. to Netflix? Well, it's uh, money. Money is really the no, thing. No, I, I totally understand. I, I already have Amazon Prime, so you oh, know, right, I get right, I right. get that kind of stuff. And, you know, that keeps me occupied. As we talked about before, I have way too many shows to watch. Yeah. Let's yeah. not add more oh to my, my list. Oh, my God. He's got a laundry list of shows he watches. It's really? amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, no, I've actually thought about several times dropping my Amazon, or my not my Amazon, my Netflix subscription and just picking it up for like, you know, a three-month stint where I binge watch a bunch of series that I'm interested in because they they seem to pare down their movie list more and more every year. So whenever I'm want, wanting to stream a movie and look for it on Netflix, it's never there. I'm having to look for it on another platform. So I'm beginning to wonder why I even have a, a monthly Netflix bill. So... I may in the future, you know, kill my Netflix subscription, pick it up for, you know, a two or three month stint to binge watch some shows that I'm interested in and then drop it again. So be cheaper that way. Yeah, it that, would. That's the only reason why I come to your house is to watch HBO. <laughs> that's gotta, true. Got to get my Westworld titties and my uh, uh, Game of Thrones uh, gratuitous nudity. Yeah. You know, that's the only reason why I watch them. <laughs> and I have to say, I'm kind of disappointed in Westworld right now. There's been more. Uh, Penises than tatas. Yeah, more penis and plot than than boobs. Definitely uh, this season. I hate my peas. Prefer the bo- bees. <laughs> He's a boob and a butt guy. Yeah. Uh, my next uh, <clears throat> item that I'd like to briefly touch upon is uh, the Orville second season is coming up. Um, Thank wait. God. That is a that is a fan favorite of. Of Reds, he is. Oh yeah, I love it greatly. Too. Into the okay, so you're into the it, Orville too. It was a little rough at the beginning, then they found their stride, and uh, I think it's going to be really good. So I have to admit that I've only seen half of the first season. I haven't watched anything after the winter break of the first season. It so. really found its its niche. Oh, it, I've, it it figured it out. I've got the episodes queued up. I just haven't gotten time and that far down my list yet. So. Um, I'll probably end up watching those in the next few weeks uh, in anticipation of the second season so I can keep caught up. So, Spoiler alert, they all die. <laughs> Everybody dies in your shows. Yep. You say that at every show. Yep. Um, the third thing that I have going on right now is uh, The Gifted is back on. I watched the uh, first episode of It this past week. Uh, are either one of you two in the into the gifted? I am. I haven't watched it yet. Of course, uh, Rob watches everything. Uh, yes, so I of do. course. He's well, actually, into that's it. one. I, I, and that's sorry, one. no. Ah, that's one that uh, me and the girlfriend both watch. So we like it. Yeah, I think I think uh, Rob. If if there's a show out there, Rob's already seen it. So uh, not true. What have you not seen? That's probably a shorter list. Uh. I'll have to think about and that. And there you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. Um, that's all I've got for news this week. If either of you don't have anything, let's uh, let's learn about something in the pod crawl. Oh, yes, crawl. Let's do it. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl, pod crawl, excellent, insert it deep, pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. Bond wakes from a nap in the middle of nowhere with a hole in his stomach in a new fashion bracelet. Three helpful strangers stop to ask for directions and lend Bond some new clothes, weapons, and a horse. Bond heads to town and finds a random house to clean up in where he meets the Kurgan who has taken up preaching and amateur doctoring. A douchebag with a six-shooter decides to use the town for target practice and then robs the townsfolk. The sheriff finds a backbone and locks up Douchebag Jr. A few cowboys are drinking with their herd when one takes a meeting as something blows up his friends. 
Bond goes to wet his whistle and Ella introduces herself, again, since she seems to know Bond from before he lost his memory. The sheriff and his deputies ask Bond to come downtown for some questioning and he politely declines. Ella makes a convincing argument with a whiskey bottle and Bond wakes up in a cell. The shitter cowboy is asked about the chart heard by Han when he hears about Douchebag Jr. being locked up. The sheriff questions Bond and turns him over to the marshals for being a scourge on the land. Han and his gang ride into town for Douchebag Jr. and a Bond lynching. Another group of lights appears in the distance and Bond's secret spy watch starts beeping. Surprised, the lights were flying noisemakers who are lassoing people and flying off with them. Bond's bracelet becomes a fancy laser cannon and Han gets a lightsaber to the gut while trying to save his boy. No wait, wrong movie, Han's son in this one gets carted off by the flying circus. Bond downs a drone with his fancy fashion accessory and he and Han investigate. The search for the missing townspeople begins and Bond goes to visit old memories. They find a riverboat lying on its back in the middle of a prairie and use it to take shelter from a storm. Invasion of the People Wranglers returns and starts to kidnap a boy when the priest distracts the alien and saves the kid. The group buries the body and continues the search where they are set upon by bandits who just happen to be Bond's gang. Bond has a cordial reunion with his old gang mates and they follow along as Bond's new friends take a leisurely ride through the plains. The aliens start up another round of people roping in their intergalactic rodeo and Ella is lassoed and hogtied. Bond saves her with his spy watch and they go for a swim to celebrate. Unfortunately an alien rises from the deep and takes a stab at Ella before Bond defends her honor, and like many of the Bond girls before her, she dies. Some natives come along and help give Ella a Viking funeral and as her corpse burns, she rises from the ashes like the phoenix and then destroys civilizations with a thought. Oh wait, that's another movie. After resurrecting, she explains that the aliens have gold fever and heard about the great western gold rush. They pass the duchy left to Bond who then goes on a spirit walk to regain his memories. They find the alien gold mine and hatch a plan that involves Bond's old buddies. They draw out the aliens into open ground or immediately outgun. Bond and Ella find the missing townspeople and they are all staring at the deadlights because down here, they all float. Oh wait, that's another movie. Ella destroys the hypno-toad and starts hurting the townspeople out of the ship mine. The fighting outside is still going poorly and the boy is chased down by an alien but stabs it in the nuts with his new knife. Ella takes Bond's spy watch to the ship mine core and set it to overexplode. Han goes in for Bond and Ella while Bond is getting reacquainted with his alien proctologist. The aliens call calf rope and fire up the engines to head home but Ella finds her core and makes the ship go boom. The villagers and their saviors reunite, Bond rides back to the homestead and drinks a vodka martini, shaken, not stirred. Oh wait, that's another movie. The town revels in its newfound wealth, Bond goes into town to say goodbye and roll riding off into the sunset credits. And there you go. There it is, I heard it. <laughs> Nothing like a take two. Hey, whatever. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, well, your days as a sound engineer are numbered. Uh Uh-oh. I don't care. (laughs) I really don't. Shit. (laughs) All right, so, Rob, what did you think about the movie? Well, uh, I liked it. Uh, I think it's a good movie. Um, You know, it's not every day you have cowboys and aliens in the same movie um it wasn't as cheesy as it could have been and actually after reading some stuff people actually complained about the fact that it took itself too seriously really yeah i thought that was the weirdest thing seriously it took itself way too seriously it wasn't ironic or anything like that i guess uh it wasn't campy and so people kind of the critics but what are the critics no. Well, you know, yeah. They I thought mean, R.I.P.D. was a uh, bad movie. I mean, well, okay. So, are you saying that you thought R.I.P.D. was a a good movie? No, I just wanted to see if you'd contradict me. <laughs> I just wanted to verify that you actually have working eyes and a brain. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think the movie took itself too seriously. It, it wasn't... I'm glad that the movie wasn't clownish or cartoonish. Um, but you could definitely tell that the movie was... It, it was what it was. I mean, it wasn't just fine artistic cinema. Um, but it was a it was a fun little romp and kind of a, a fun what if movie. What if aliens made their way to to the Wild West? What and do you mean if? <laughs> what What do you mean if? Um, City slicking Yankee. 
<laughs> kind of kind of like a, a thought experiment. Um, and I thought that it was very well done. I mean, it had a stacked cast. The acting was was good. I don't think anybody really phoned it in. Even uh, well. even Harrison Ford, who was by far the most accomplished actor out of that cast, um, he still gave a, a good performance. He didn't just act like Harrison Ford like he does in, in a lot of his movies. I mean, he really was kind of old man Harrison, but he wasn't old man Harrison bored and just collecting a paycheck. In fact, okay. I, I think <laughs> you don't agree? Well, I don't know that he was the best actor in the movie, but he was he was believable. Well, no, no. I didn't say he was the best actor in the movie. I said he was the most accomplished actor in the movie. How can you say that when the Kurgan's in there? <laughs> well, he wasn't Not to mention Carradine, my God. So Keith Carradine is is a good actor. He's been in a lot of stuff, but I don't think he has quite the list of accolades or movie uh, box office titles that um, that Harrison Ford does. More than likely not. He doesn't have the box office draw that Harrison Ford does. No. In fact, I would say the only actor in that movie that has a comparable box office draw would be Daniel Craig. And well, sure. that's because James he's, Bond. yeah, the current Bond. You know, I haven't seen any Bond movie with Daniel Craig yet. Have you not? Nope. How did you do that? I just haven't watched anything with him as Bond. He's been Bond for like over a decade. Yep. I haven't seen any of the movies. It's only been four movies. Only four movies. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're Sean Connery, after a decade, you've at least done ten. <laughs> well, yes. Sean Connery was Bond during a, a period of time where spy movies were the thing to go to and the thing to make. I mean, they were huge box office draws. I enjoyed Pierce Brosnan as Bond. I thought Pierce Brosnan was an okay Bond. I didn't think he was the best Bond. I didn't even think he was the second or third best Bond. Pierce Brosnan was kind of a... He was kind of a... I don't know. Kind of a bored Bond. I mean, he wasn't a boring Bond, but he was a Bond that was... He relied on gadgets too much. Well, yes. He was a gadget Bond. But Roger Moore was a gadget Bond, too. And I'd say Roger Moore's probably the second best Bond out there. Um, But... Pierce Brosnan was kind of the Bond, like, oh, we're doing this, okay, whatever. He was, he was, he was too confident as Bond. He didn't really face any challenges. It, it, he always seemed to have have his way out. He he didn't he didn't seem to be in jeopardy, in mortal danger. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you agree. Okay. You don't have anything else to add? No. Well, moving on. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> uh, I thought the setting was great. I thought the set was great. I thought the, uh, uh, the costuming was good, except for Olivia Wilde's costume at the beginning. I could not stand that dress. Um, and then that, that gun belt on top of it. I kind of liked that. Did you? Yeah. Why? Just thought it was very unique. You don't normally see that kind of an ensemble. No, you really don't. And I think that's kind of why they did it. Well, yeah, I think that's kind of why they did it. And I think that's kind of why I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't really like that much. Um, but I and I thought the the effects were really good too. I didn't I didn't see any any glaring you know CG issues or mm -hmm. or or special. If you, you didn't see behind the curtain really. Uh, the only time you did was when Bond decided to uh, slip and put his normal accent in there. <laughs> yeah, 
he did he did slip on his accent. So. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because he was talking to a Scottish uh, bandit anyway. I think that was an Irish band. Irish Irish bandit, yeah. And uh, I think his, his, uh, isn't he Irish or or is he Scottish? Oh, Daniel Craig is British. Is he British? English, yeah. Okay, I thought he was from Ireland. Uh, No. Oh, we're going to have to check. I think uh, think it's time for some research on the fly. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Oh, Rob's going to do some research on the fly. Uh, Hometown is Liverpool, England. You were right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was wrong. Sorry. Do you want me to read it? Well, go ahead. No, I really don't want to. He was from England. Read it like you're from Liverpool. (laughs) Hello there. Oh, Oh, God. God. That's as much as I got, man. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Jolly good. All you've got to do is pretend you're one of the Beatles. (laughs) Oh, shit. All you need is love and some imagination. Okay. And of course, end your statement with a question. Inflective it is. Was that a question or a statement? That's the point. (laughs) Isn't it? So uh, what sound effect do we need to give Rob for his uh, research on the fly? Hmm. What about... Let's see. We have the angels singing. Yeah. We have the thud. We have the thud. Here. Let me what about you. Matthew McConaughey? Going, all right, all right, all right. No, that's my sound effect right there. Oh, God. I swear to God, if you do that one more time. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> do it. <clears throat> Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving let's, on. Let's, let's get out of the sound effects there, right? So, I don't want to monopolize the conversation. What thoughts do you guys have on the movie? Uh, and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. This wasn't, you know, like a landmark film. I thought it was a fun little, you know, science fiction action film for the summer. I think it came out summer of, of 2011, so... Yeah, it was uh, significantly better than the last one I guess uh, starred on. Um, oh, yeah. So the comparison between The Arrival and this is like night and day. Mm. I still think we should watch Arrival 2. Um, yeah, we'll make a special episode. Sweet. With Count you and The Arrival F and The Count Arrival 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we're gonna do is you're gonna watch the movie. We'll all the well, we'll all watch the movie. Why are you doing air quotes when and, you say watch? Oh yeah, you're in the same room. I think I he's am. gonna send you I on one of those green screen room. remotes. We're gonna send you to Dubai for a location shot. I can quote. I can see when you're lying. <laughs> so we're all gonna watch the movie. I didn't do air quotes that time. Oh, we're all okay. gonna watch the movie. Red, we're gonna watch the movie. Okay, the those are verbal quotes. And and then Rob is going to record his part after he watches the movie, and we'll just splice you in. Sounds good. Okay. So you watch The Arrival 2, you send me that that sound file, and, and we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll right splice on that. you in. Yeah. I'll get right on that. When do you want it by? Uh, just whenever you get the chance. Sweet. Yeah. No. Never. No, this was your idea. Nope. You wanted to watch The Arrival 2. Nope. We'll watch The Arrival 2. No, I was going to be busy that week when you guys decided oh, to do it. yeah. Yeah. Well, what did you think about the movie? You you don't seem to have liked it, Red. What did you not like? I liked it fine. It was very entertaining. I also liked her dress with a gun. Okay. I thought it was good. I wish there was a little bit more um, alien in it instead of just at the beginning or I mean at the end when you know most of the time you saw the aliens it was like super fast through the spyglass so it was all blurry and crap but uh, you know it would have been nice to have a little bit more alien they seemed to go down like a chump though when it was against Bond and his hand cannon Um, yeah you know somebody uh, you know I mean we're talking the 1800s and the guy knows how to use a hand cannon 
versus aliens who designed the hand cannon and somehow they can't hit the broadside of a barn. Right. They're, they're, um, this movie's Did version. Did you catch that Western reference, barn? Yes. <laughs> well, they're, oh, let me throw the sci fi in there. That's the uh, Western's version of the Stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah. Right. And how come you had Well, a I hand think they could have shaved about 30 minutes off of this movie and stuck it at drive and it would have been great. What 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 part did you would you have cut out? Most of the character development. <laughs> That's what you say on every movie. Yeah, he just wants the action. Get straight to the action. And the pretty AI. much. I mean, you know, some people do like character development. In fact, obviously, I would venture to say that most people like character development. I mean, I like character development as well. When I just there's development and there's evolution <laughs> so you're saying there was a lot of character development in aliens and cowboys no i just i honestly think that it would have been more than acceptable had they shaved about three minutes off of every single character that they were trying to develop and combine that and we could have saved about half an hour uh, maybe, maybe. I think, I think your dislike of character development may have stretched that time. Uh, three minutes. It's not much. Well, no, I I don't think there was three minutes worth of character development on every character in the movie. Is is my point? I think your dis dislike of character development kind of made it seem like that time was a lot longer than what it actually was. Quite possible. But, yeah, I think if you had stripped out three minutes of character development for every nah, character. There's some stripping in it. I, I was hoping to see a little bit of boobage when uh, Olivia Wilde decided to go for some of that bit. Some of that old West armpit hair. Well, no, I just yeah. figured, you know, old West bras really hadn't been invented yet. Shirt gets wet. You'd see something. I was a little disappointed. They didn't have brassiers in the old Bon Jovi West. playing in the background on a banjo. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, even Back to the Future managed to get ZZ Top. That's true. That's true. Well, Young Guns had Bon Jovi. Well, sure they did. They also had Emilio Estevez and, and Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Sheen. One of the few movies that I actually liked Charlie Sheen in. But he wasn't in it that much, so that's why he was so good. There's a decent movie. I think it's called Eight Ball or something like that with Charlie Sheen. He plays a guy that goes and gets eight balls tattooed on the back of his hands while he's in the military. I have not seen that. It's an old movie. He was a youngster, and he was a, a rebel hard case. And military cracks down on him because you're not supposed to get tattoos below the sleeve. So this would have been shortly after, uh, what was he in, Platoon? Yeah, it was right around that yeah. area. Which Platoon wasn't a bad movie. No, Platoon was a good movie. Of course, I'm, I'm a big Behringer fan. So Yeah. So how His did, plot development's just in his face. So how did, Character evolution is just right there. Yeah. How did this one do, um, box office-wise? Uh, let's check. I mean, I know, but I want to see if you know. Well, it's it's not hard to figure out. It's not oh, hard yeah. to find. Oh, this one did well. Well, I'm showing well, it grossed a hundred million. Yeah, but that that was just in the U.S. Uh, so the budget yeah. was 163 million, which was probably mostly in character salary or actor salary. Um, it grossed. You know, a little over a hundred million in the U.S. and then cumulatively worldwide, yeah, almost 175 million. So it got its money back, made a little money, um, didn't do too bad. Which is probably what you expect from a movie like this, uh, action movie. It's it's going to have a. I'm surprised that they paid so much to make it. Well, I mean, look at what. The, like I said, this is a stacked cast. I mean, you got Harrison Ford. He's going to command a premium. You got Daniel Craig. He's going to demand a premium. Olivia Wilde was rising during this time. Uh, she's going to get paid. Uh, uh, 
let's see who else was in here. Uh, we got Sam Rockwell. He he gets paid. John Favreau. Is I like the Sam Rockwell. Yeah, he's. I do like he's him. Good. He's a very good actor. He's a great actor. Um, he's a he's always a great supporting actor. Um, yeah, he's he's just tremendous in the roles that he does. Um, but John Favreau was the director. He's gonna get paid. Um. Keith Carradine, he he probably is is not cheap to to cast. Yeah, but he was supported. Well, but I mean, and he's small st- part. he's still gonna get paid. It's true. Not to mention the key grips and the best boys. Yeah, and then and then all the the special effects. I'm sure ate plenty of the budget, and that's probably why you didn't see very many aliens, is because you know those were fairly complex alien characters that they were putting up on the screen and to do it well so that you don't have the glitchy bullshit that RIPD did uh you're going to you're going to spend some money getting those those special effects done correctly so well apparently they uh they created practical puppets did they they did for some of the stuff <coughs> they had uh Practical puppet aliens and full-scale alien speeders. Oh. Just blows my mind. They spent 163. They made $11 million profit. That just doesn't seem like much profit for Hollywood. Yeah, it, it isn't. They considered that a, a financial disappointment. Right. But they still got their money back. However, they did. Well, sure. they, they came in second place on opening day. Uh, the Smurfs beat them. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, they ended up winning Jesus. the weekend, but the opening day... The the Smurfs beat them. Well, I remember this movie when it came out, and I went and saw it in theaters either the first or second week that it came out. Um, and it was a fun movie. I remember watching it with with my kids. I took my kids, and and we thoroughly enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, it was it was a fun movie. I don't remember what else came out that year during the summer. Does it matter? The Smurfs came out. You're right. Well, the very next year, the very next year, Iron Sky came out. Uh, Yeah, I that is one I did not see in the theater. That is one I think uh, I watched over at your house. That's a hilarious movie. That is uh, that is a movie. It is stupid. (laughs) It is a movie. And it is unfortunately on the list. <laughs> That's a funny damn movie. Anytime you can get Sarah Palin in a starship, it's there. Well, you know that wasn't the real Sarah Palin, right? Shh. Don't take my fun. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, do you guys have any uh, awards you'd like to hand out today? Always. Well, the black lung's going to go to Jake. Okay, so uh, James Bond. Explain your Black Lung Award for Jake. Well, he liked to smoke a lot, and he also did them hand rolled like the old Red Band. I don't remember him smoking except for once. No, he did it twice. Oh, twice. No, 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 no. He was smoking at the funeral. Yeah, he did it at the funeral. He was smoking when he was uh, trying to get them uh, to join up with him again. And then he took a final puff off that stogie before he threw in them homemade satchel charges. Yeah, that's the only one that I remember him smoking. No, no, he had regular cigarettes uh, a couple times. Okay, well, I stand corrected. He was a smoker. But that's not my black lung. Well, who's got your black lung? The ship, dude. (laughs) I knew it. Blowing smoke out that end. I tell you what, two things of TNT that that really lit. It must have must have lit that uh, rocket. That is one thing I found refreshing. About this movie. Everybody's got the, the science fiction pew pew going on. and then, But I like how they had good old-fashioned physics where, you know, a high-velocity a high piece of lead can actually do some damage. It, a knife. It did some damage. Properly placed can do some damage. Good, I mean, the kind of explosions that the Joker would love. Just dynamite can do some damage. Yeah. But, I mean, those high-velocity pieces of lead didn't do enough damage to stop those aliens. Those aliens were built like fucking tanks. Well, you had to hit them in their head. Well, they hit them several times in their head, and they still kept fucking coming. 
There's a couple times. Well, those aliens were just, I mean, they were not phased very much. I mean, Harrison Ford's character unloaded on two of those fuckers with his entire load. Well, he was shooting pistol. with a torso when Sam Rockwell fired one time with that rifle. A lucky shot, literally. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the one shot that he actually hits. I got your back, Sam. I got your back. But yeah, I mean, I I would expect those forty five caliber bullets to do a lot more damage, and I guess maybe Harrison Ford just isn't that good of a shot and wasn't hitting you know squarely enough in the head. Well, that's because yeah. it wasn't a laser pistol. That's true. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> now, if he'd had a laser crossbow, oh, oh that's, that's his Wookie. No, no, he used it once, and he uh, did he used use it once. It once. And he, really yeah. liked it. he wanted it back. I know why you lose it. I'm sure yeah. if he was if uh, he was around for that next movie, he would have had a a Wookiee bowcaster. Uh, true. He was gonna he was gonna give up his pistols. And it's so amazing too watching him in movies because he speaks so well. But every time I see him in interviews, he's so soft spoken. I can hardly understand what he's saying sometimes. It's because he's, he's a hard actor. interview. <laughs> but. Uh, he was, he's, he's very well-spoken in the films, just very quiet when he's, you know. So, what would you think of this new movie? You know, he's like, oh, it's good, and I paid the rent. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's I, he's a grumpy old man in real life, from what very I understand. Quiet. Very quiet. Yeah, but he's also a hero. I mean, he'll fly into a forest fire. And a mountain. And a golf course. A, a golf course. That's what it was. It was a golf course. That's right. Hey, technical difficulties. It was. It was. And apparently he'll he'll also like run into hydraulic doors and get his arms crushed. Oh, <laughs> when did that happen? Uh, on uh, Star Wars. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. I don't think he walked into it. No, Harrison, it I'm a, trying. Look, I, I am still honored that you are an American citizen going in and saving people in a forest fire. Okay, I'm not going to worry about you crushing your. When did arms he do this? Is, I didn't read about this. Is this a disclaimer in case Harrison Ford? This listens is not to a disclaimer. Uh, but no, he did. Um, it was about seven, eight years ago. He uh, went in with his helicopter and got some people out. Oh shit! I didn't know he flew helicopters. I knew he flew planes. In fact, it was that old World War II era plane that he had to emergency land on the golf course. But yeah. I didn't know he flew helicopters, too. Shit. I'll see if I can't find it. Research on the fly. Um, so, my Black Lung Award actually goes to Jake's henchman, who helped him with the dynamite pouches um, after he, you know, fumble-fucked and dropped those matches down to the ground while they were, you know, four or five stories up on that ship. And he uh, just about losing his fucking mind going, oh, my God, we're going to have to climb back down there to get those matches, forgetting he had a lit stogie in his mouth. Huh. Uh, he uh, he gets my black lung just for climbing that entire fucking way with a goddamn lit stogie in his mouth. But it seems like it's such second nature to him that he just doesn't even know it's there. It's just a part of him. He is one with the lit stogie. Okay, so it was not a forest fire. It was a lost hiker. Lost hiker. He got up to, they were on a five-hour climb for an 11,000-foot table mountain on July 31st. No year given. But uh, he got in the helicopter, went up there, found him. He was wearing a T-shirt and a cowboy hat. They didn't recognize him. He landed his helicopter in a meadow, picked up... uh, George and Freeman was told there wasn't enough room and had to hike down. She later admitted a little jealousy to that, but uh, she wasn't jealous so much that she didn't get to meet the idol of the of the show or of her movies that she's enjoyed. She was jealous because she had to walk down the mountain. <laughs> well, she walked up the fucking mountain. Right. And apparently the person that was rescued threw up inside Harrison's. Gross. How much you want to bet but Harrison yeah, Ford didn't I mean, clean that know, up himself? No, probably not. But yeah, so see, he's he's a real hero. Well, that's cool. All right, so Head Lush Award. So my Head Lush Award is going to go to the priest uh, at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> right. He, uh, 
I was wondering why he didn't offer any of that to, to Bond. Right. Well, of course, he, it probably wouldn't have been anything he, for he Bond. Gave Bond's, um, he gave Bond's um, ration to Bond's wound. No, he was pouring one out for his homies, and Bond just got in the way. <laughs> right. But yeah, he took a swig. You know, cleansed a wound, took another swig, and then started to stitch. I love, uh, I love priests who play as amateur doctors. And then told him, "Don't move," and then put your finger right. Right. <laughs> so I can tie a bow. I'm a little too <laughs> drunk. I can't get my finger on the knot. All right, Rob. Who's your uh, head lush award? Uh, you know, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Bond when. Uh, he goes into the uh, the saloon at the very beginning there, and that was a he, good fight. he knocks out about, what, four or five before he decides he's going to pick a fight? Well, he didn't pick a fight, but he ended the fight. Well, not only that, yeah. but, I mean, they gave him the complimentary bottle for... Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. In some countries, it's a blessing. That's right. And, Red, who's got yours? Oh, well, I was going to go straight off with the doctor, actually. I thought I was going to be cute with that one, but you beat me to it. Thanks. With the doctor? I gave mine to the priest. Well, still, the guy doing the song. Oh, okay. The so the priest? Clancy, the Kurgan. So I guess the bartender was actually a doctor, too. Well, his his character was called Doc. Yeah, but it. whenever... Uh, yeah. Whenever uh, Olivia uh, Ella was carried back and they met up with, with uh, Jake... And she was dead. Um, uh, Harrison Ford's character called Doc over. He was like, "Doc, come on over, or Doc, come over here and look at her." And she yeah. was already dead. So. True, true. Maybe so, he was a nurse. Same thing happened with his uh, adopted son too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I could be that good of a doctor. Yeah, that's right. Do absolutely nothing. Always give me a call for help when it's just a just little. Just a little. Right. Yeah. He was second string doctor. First string died. The Early. priest, yeah, yeah, that's right. Correspondence medical, yeah. which is funny because the priest died saving a boy. So this is obvious. Hey, easy, easy. <laughs> Talking about priests and boys, easy. <laughs> he, was, he was just saving them so that uh, he could have a turn at them. Later. Oh, Boom, there it shit. is. There it is. There it is. You can't just tee it up like that and not expect a response. <laughs> I go for that low-hanging fruit. Or maybe not hanging. Low-hanging. <laughs> there we go. There it is. All right, and... Next one. Let's see. Who Have you given your head Lush Award? He oh, did. yeah. So, Red, who's got your... Uh, um. You can do it. Holy star. Come on. Come on. It's, it's hard to think. Hard. Thinking is hard. Who's the host with the oh, most? I hate you. Who's a good little host? It'd be the player award, Jason. I hate you too. <laughs> this is only my second podcast, wow. and I already know We're supposed wow. to be friends. Friends don't do this whenever another friend has a brain fart. Uh. <laughs> All right, Red. Who's got your player award? Jake. Jake. Going for Jake's Jake. got a lot of your awards today. Well, the thing is, I mean, it's almost like he's the star of the film. Almost. But the very first thing he went for was a picture of his woman. That's true. Wasn't even sure why it was so important to him. Could have been his sister. <laughs> that would have you know, been a completely different movie. That, that picture was important. That would have been a, a different whole film. different yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> No, I didn't mean it like that. I'm just saying. Those on the naughty side. He didn't know who that woman was, and her name even through alien abductions, even through amnesia. He had love. He was feeling the love. They normally have. So I'm saying he's the player. He took on interplanetary, possibly inter, more likely interstellar, possibly even intergalactic enemies. To avenge his player ability. Good. That's a good one. I like that. So, Rob, who's got your player award? Oh, 
You know which one's little got ship. mine. Yeah, it ship. was shaped like a penis. Ship. Ship was smoking hot. It was so. It was. No, no, no. Mine's Olivia Wilde. Uh, you know, because uh, she was making some oogly eyes at Jake, and they almost had a moment there, almost. And then an alien came in and broke it up. Yeah, that's true. Well, she definitely got him to drop that that hand. Oh, cannon. Oh yeah, she did. <laughs> well, he's not the only one that dropped a hand cannon. You should have seen Rob when he was watching this movie. Oh, there it is. You know, he it's pretty warm outside, but he said he was cold. I had I to was. get a blanket. <laughs> I need to cover up. <laughs> I did. You got anything scotch guarded? <laughs> it's all leather, thank God. Uh, what about you, boss? All right, my player award uh, goes to Ella. So um, she definitely put the moves on Jake, uh, had him pretty much eating out of her hand. He uh, he flew for her to uh, to save her from, from one of the, the people wranglers. Um, and then he carried her, you know, miles to uh, to get her back to safety. So... And then, of course, she she rose from the ashes naked, and, and uh, um, yeah. So she she's she's getting my player award. So if they make a sequel, she should still be alive. No, she blew up. Well, I mean, yeah, possibly. I don't know. It's she blew up. Well, she blew up, but she also burned. That's true. No, but this was that was just that was measly fire just fire yeah yeah it was an ship explosion. was like like atomic or something or at least alien tech you can't come back from alien tech <laughs> can't come back from alien <laughs> that tech. should be on a t-shirt ain't no coming back and my purple hippo award which uh so purple so hippo rob la- after last episode informed me that the purple hippo has an entirely different meaning than what what we're using it. Well, no, I should. Well, I we should, described in detail. Yeah, I I, I should uh, correct that. So the purple hippo or the term purple hippo means kind of what we're using it for, but has a totally different origin than what. Oh, I still have it. Right, how we See, came. You had you had an you had a moment. I had a. I had a moment where I actually saw a purple hippo head, which is how we came up mm-hmm. with this award. And I was totally unaware that uh, purple hippo had any kind of urban or slang meaning. So, Rob. Well, that's because you don't engage in the dope. <laughs> Here you uh, go. Sure. Uh, so, Rob, why don't you uh, illuminate us as to. Tell why. us about the dope, youngster. Yeah, so, um, Listening to one of your uh, original podcasts, I found Purple Hippo, and I was like, hmm, what does that mean? Because you didn't explain it in the podcast. So well, I we just, explained it episode 14. Right. Well, I watched, I listened to like episode 23. So whatever. Well, I'm glad that you're a regular listener. Always. You know it. <laughs> That's how you get on this show. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I thought I we looked were going to be braising chicken breasts. <laughs> sure enough. Purple Hippo. It's not cooking. Oh, my God. Purple hippo is an actual uh, urban slang. Slang term for a very large draw on a marijuana bowl packed huge with some fat buds. It's usually associated with the act of sw- the action of swimming. So let me give you an example here. Could he say that in any more of a white guy tone? Absolutely not. That was the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> so let me give you a... Uh, let me give you a... Uh, a uh, Usage. You know, you should when he when he when he says that you should find like some slap bass, you know, some like a nice little jazz jam or something, so a little slap bump. So little Susie says, "Gee, mommy, I'd sure love to go swimming with the purple hippos when I grow up and am a big girl." And I'm using quotes under "big girl," uh, air quotes. And mommy says, "Oh, honey, you'll be able to swim with the hippos when you turn six next week." Mommy and Daddy will show you how with the whole family. 
So apparently, when you're it's when you're six years old, you can take a very large draw on a bowl of marijuana. And we hit unpause on theory of a dead man Medicaid. <laughs> Uh, so, um, that is not actually how we came up with the Purple Hippo Award. We weren't Lies. aware of that Yours term. was natural. Yes, mine was, was, well, so as natural as, you know, being sleep deprived Legal. and caffeinated all to hell. Oh, yes. But I can certainly see how a big draw on a fat bowl would also get you seeing Purple Hippos. I didn't know that shit made you hallucinate. Um, so I've never hallucinated, but, or I've never heard of people hallucinating. <laughs> Are they sure it's the marijuanas? But it does, uh, it does seem so from what I've heard to kind of enhance sensory inputs. Enhance. Yeah. Let's just say it. In, let's say it affects. Well, I mean, no. Sensory input. I don't know if it's enhanced. No, it really does enhance from what I understand. Um, <laughs> Have you never hung out with jugs? Oh, no. I've hung out, hung out with jugs. Never got a contact high from him? Not a contact high, no. Oh, hell. There's a, there's a male named Jugs. I yeah. Spent, yeah um, I spent an entire weekend with him. I was hungry all weekend. <laughs> I kid you not. Uh, I am not kidding. Uh huh. So, I mean, but so from what I hear, some people um, tend to uh, tend to get really, really focused on a particular sensory experience, like uh, yeah, like Mario Brothers. No worms, um, but. <laughs> that was a fun video game from what I understand or stories that I've heard. Um, but like sounds, um, sounds are, you know, amplified and... Um, deep purple. <laughs> yeah, deep purple. And, you know... Santana. I guess... Um, so if you're synesthetic, you could definitely have some... Uh, some hallucinatory, especially if you're. Well, let sound, him who is without synesthetic. Especially if you're like the sound to color synesthetic, you could definitely have cast the first some, stoner. Uh, some uh, hallucinatory color color things happening. For all have synesthetic, synesthetic, and falls and falls short of the glory of Cheech and Chong. <laughs> all right, but purple hippo. So my purple hippo is going to Jake. Because Mr. Peyote went on his spirit walk after oh cool after yeah. uh, Ella came back from the dead, and uh, you know that they they passed it left and uh, he partook. So Jake is getting my my purple hippo award. My purple hippo goes to don't look into the light. <laughs> and Jake and did. Jake did. And everybody else did, and she had to shoot the bladder of love. So that was an interesting thing that I saw in this movie where there were definitely uh, themes from other, you know, sci-fi and horror movies that were taken and, and placed in in this movie. And that's actually one of them uh, was the deadlights from It. I mean, that was pretty much a straight crib from the book and the movie. Well, I mean, you get Spielberg directing, Ron Howard producing. No, John Favreau directed. Spielberg was one of the producers. Oh. Was he yeah. a producer? Uh. All right, Rob, who's got your purple hippo? I'm going to go. have to go with Jake, Bob. All right, and for what reason? Well, the obvious reason. He was tripping balls. He was tripping balls. He was tripping uh, balls. He, He's getting well, more ghetto. Wait a minute. You know, I say that now. I could give it to the little kid because he was stabbing balls, according to you. Yes. Even though I think it was a heart. It looked like it, a heart. I to think me. it was a heart. They look like they, they, they that looked like balls. I, I think he, he just, just had wants balls his hands that close he to a did, set of balls. He did. Well, what it was is he saw me underneath the blanket. Those are pre-lubricated balls. Yeah. And 
It could have been. Oh, you know, he had a set of tiny hands inside his cavity there. Maybe that's what he does inside. That's what I'm talking about. He plays with his balls inside his cavity. There you go. That's why they were all slimy and shit. So, see, I was right. You were right. I'm sorry. I so I, I, I need to hear an apology from both of you. Screw you. You're not getting shit from me. <laughs> I'm so glad you're my friends. Says who? <laughs> Whose idea is that they were friends? Something wrong over there? And silence. No, I <laughs> I knocked the uh, mic with my chin. Good job. Yeah. Remember, maintain eye contact. I Oh, I've been staring him down when I talk about balls the entire time. Okay. He's drooling over there a little bit. He seems to be like rubbing his nipples and stuff. <laughs> In too. a fetal position. Stop. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> make it go away. Make it stop. <laughs> All right, so we picking random this week, or are we going to go with something different? Well, we got Rob. That's as different as it gets. Random it is. I got the number. What's your number? Same number as before, baby, because it was good. Oh, he's going with 42 again. Yes, I am. Hey, I picked a good one last time, randomly. And this is one that we have just talked about last episode. Oh, heck. Arrival 2? <laughs> yes. How'd Arrival you know? Two, Rob, would you like to do Arrival 2 with us on I, the next episode? I thought you'd never ask. Well, I'm glad. You because... have the disc. We, we, can, uh, we can go watch it real fast. No, I'm sorry. I already You'll be hosting it from your house. Oh, dang it. Yeah. Tell to get the cake balls ready. Oh, Love those yeah. Things. Awesome. And I want a hot pot. Oh, well, you'll have to. Uh... You guys can go eat McDonald's or something. She and I'll have okay. hot pot. Hey. Okay. So, so for next sure you, week, make sure you have subtitles on for this one. Okay. So for next week, we are going to discuss a movie about an extraterrestrial race forced to live in slum-like conditions on Earth. That suddenly yes. finds a kindred spirit and a government agent who is exposed to their biotechnology. Men in Black? Excellent movie. Exactly, Men in Black. Oh, no, awesome. it is 2009's District 9. This, Excellent This show. is a movie I have not seen yet. You've never seen District oh, 9? I've never like seen it. District 9. What is wrong with you? It was one of those movies that came out in a year that I was fairly busy doing other shit. And didn't get to the movies much that year. Was that also when you had your purple hippo? Uh, no, I had the purple hippo long before that. Oh, okay. Yeah. The purple hippo was about the same time as his mocking me for saving vast amounts of water, rice, and beans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so I'm guessing Y2K era, huh? Somewhere around yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you still trying to eat all those water, rice, and beans? Yeah, and he was obsessed yes. with trying to invest in gold. Is that is that why you always yes. insist on making red beans? And had rice? I invested in gold, I would have had a lot more money. Not a lot more money. You would have had more money if you had invested in the stock market. True. Is this why you always insist on bringing red beans and rice to our get-togethers? Red beans <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to. I just like to, just fart. to lower your stock. I've been trying to get rid of this for no, 18 he, years. No, he got rid of it. He we 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 ate beans and rice for a while. So damn straight. Well, I think you're gonna like it. Um, you're you're it's gonna have show. to brush up on your uh, ticks and clicks because that's what the aliens speak in is ticks and clicks. Well, good. Yeah, they speak in ticks and clicks and also your your Afrikaner accent. Oh, yes. you gotta, it takes about you gotta, 10 minutes to get that yeah, flowing. Yeah, you need in to get head. used to Afrikaans. And Afrikaans, Afrikaans. Afrikaans. Yeah. Is it Afrikaner? I think it's Afrikaans. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that one. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And we really appreciate you coming to guest host with us the last couple of weeks, Rob. We've, no, not uh, a problem. We've had a lot it, of fun. It seems like the time has it has been by. Fun. <laughs> we need to make it happen more yeah, often. We do. If only we could find a movie that maybe you could recommend. Yeah, uh, I did. Waterworld. I'm sorry, I'm getting sad again. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right. Am I the only one hearing the girl from Nipponina? <laughs> 
All right, so we're gonna we're gonna discuss uh, District Nine next week. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Our intro and outro music is "Welcome Home" by Cambo. Podcrawl music is "Snack Mix" by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podchaser, and Blueberry. You can leave us feedback at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com, on Twitter at status underscore podcast, or email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. I'm Jason. I'm Red. I'm Rob. And thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.